Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Football. Energy drinks. Beer. More football. Welcome to Bink at Night. Yo, bro. I'm the sports machine, Sean the Bean. That good-looking gentleman across the glass, that's Grant Nicholson. And you. Until 9 o'clock right here on 610 Sports Radio, 610sports.com, and all over the world on the Odyssey app. I was talking about the Sprint slash T-Mobile Center being 15 years old this year, and we're getting a lot of text about people's favorite events that they ever saw there. Look at all the WWE love for WWE SmackDown. Is that your thing, Grant? You seem like a uh, old-school... Bam Bam Bigelow guy. I have no desire to watch wrestling. No? I, I've never watched five minutes of wrestling. Never watched five minutes of wrestling? No. Well, shame on you. I don't get it. I don't understand it. Well, it doesn't fine, interest but, me. That's fine, but as a kid, it's your rite of passage to both play soccer until you're like six and to watch wrestling. I did neither. On Saturday mornings. Well, you were shunned. I'm sorry. I don't know what to tell you. Probably. Um, I went one time with Danny, and we were both the last people in at the time it was Sprint Center. And the first people out. That was the interest level that we had. Because I like fighting. So I thought, oh, this is going to be cool. I also, we misjudged the amount of people that were going to be there. He thought that nobody was going to show up. Got free tickets from the station. We went and the security guard goes, you guys are a little bit late. The show started like an hour ago. We were like, nah, we're cool. And then literally five minutes later, we're walking out. Me, him, and his girlfriend at the time. Like, he goes, you didn't enjoy the show? Like, no, that was stupid. There's no, the thing that's crazy is there's no sound. When you're there, it's like silent. So you're just hearing like the mat slam and the people going, ah, they don't play like music or anything. No, no, it's not like a Royals game where like you have an organ in the background. There's nothing in the background. There's a bunch of people with signs chanting stuff. There's also 16,000 people. Not a seat is empty for those things. So we're wrong. They're right. Like sometimes when the masses show up, it's like, okay, so you guys, you guys know, I don't good for you. Um, tool. Back in 2008, I was at that show. That show was sick. Stevie Wonder, the night the Royals clinched the ALCS. Who was at Sprint Center? Maybe it was T-Mobile Center at the time. The, was it the night the Chiefs won the Super Bowl? Or was the next day? It was Post Malone, post, wasn't it? It was post, yeah. Because it, was the day of the super, it was the day of the parade. The day of the parade. Because I was supposed to go to that show. And then what happened? I think Spec made us go long or something on the radio because it was the parade. I think that's what it was. And so I didn't end up going to that show. Or was it traffic? Bro, traffic must have been a biatch for that. Are you kidding me? Post Malone in town and, and you got the parade? 913-576-7610 is thy phone number. See, people are coming up with solutions. So I was complaining about that roundabout. 
And from the 816, I've been saying it should be a giant roundabout. Buy a chunk of that parking lot, move the covered wagon in the center of the roundabout. You know that covered wagon they're talking about that you pass? You're like, oh, what's that thing doing there? That'd be a nice centerpiece for what I'm referring to. It's Pink and Night here on 610 Sports Radio. I think I've gotten a lot out of my system. I feel a little bit better. I was thinking about the Rams winning the Super Bowl, beating the Bengals. A lot of people, a lot of people listening right now probably say they didn't watch it or it was background noise. But once you heard that it was getting closed or checked Twitter or whatever, somebody called you or you happened to be vacuuming and out of the corner of your eye, you probably watched the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl, right? I've watched many a Super Bowl before the Chiefs got good. And I'll probably watch many after Patrick Mahomes is long gone. And the Chiefs aren't always going to be hosting AFC championship games and all those things. So I decided that I was going to have to man up. I was going to have to sack up. And I was going to have to watch the football game. Not because I wanted to cover it. Not because I wanted to gamble on it. Because it's the Super Bowl. I'm not going to pout. I'm not going to, oh, well, the Chiefs aren't in it. Was it tough? Yeah. Did I think they were going to be? Absolutely. But I was thinking this. At least the Chiefs did it the quote-unquote right way. What I mean by that is it's one thing to win a championship like the Royals did where it's all homegrown. You're Donald Ventura and Danny Duffy and Eric Hosmer and Mike Moustakas and Salvador Perez. Now I know they end up trading for and getting guys like Wade Davis and all the different dudes. It took an entire team, but most of all at the roots homegrown, something about it feels a little bit better. Like when you make your own tomatoes versus going out and get them at the store. You know what I'm saying? Grant, you're a horticulturist. Are you not? No, I'm not. not, but my dad made his own tomatoes for a long time. He did? Made killer salsa. Were they the green ones? No, red no. tomatoes. You know about green tomatoes? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, those actually taste better in my opinion. But anyway, so I was thinking that when it comes to homegrown, the Rams are the opposite of homegrown. The Rams are your dad going to the city market and getting the green tomatoes I'm, I'm talking about and then coming home and saying, hey, son, look what popped up in the garden. Like, no, you didn't grow those. So as the Rams are celebrating, and I see Aaron Donald with his shirt off, and he is homegrown, so he's not who I'm talking about. But everybody else basically was bought, right? You look at the running backs. You look at the wide receivers. You look at Odell Beckham. You look at Matthew Stafford. You look at half of their offensive linemen. You look at Von Miller. You look at Jalen Ramsey. All these different dudes came from different teams, oftentimes in a disgruntled situation, and they said, come here, right? We'll pay you. You still got a little bit of gas left in the tank. You're talented. You can help us. And maybe I'm just bitter. Maybe this is just kind of like somebody saying, well, you didn't make your money, so it's not as impressive. That's your grandpa's money. I don't care whose money it is. Put it in my damn bank account. But it does feel a little bit different watching the Rams celebrate versus watching the Chiefs celebrate. Watching Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey talk to their city versus watching Matthew Stafford talking to a city that he's been in for 280 days. I love this place. This is the best place on earth. My family loves it here. What do you know, bro? You've never even spent a, a full four seasons there. It felt like a little bit different when they won their championships here in Kansas City. 913-576-7610 with your thoughts. Um, the last two years since I've been dating my girlfriend, I've become a little bit more of a movie guy. I've always been a huge sports guy, a pretty big news guy, and uh, like if it's if everybody's talking about it, movie guy. But I wasn't, you know, I have to watch this the moment that it comes out or get in the theaters or anything like that. Oh, I've seen that movie a hundred times. The only movie that I think that I could say I've seen more than ten times 
they're remaking once again. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. How many times have you seen that movie? The original or the remake? The original. The remake sucked. The Did remake, you see the remake? I saw the remake, yeah, yeah. But was, I think only once. It was Johnny Depp, It wasn't Depp, very right? good. It was awful, yeah. It made me feel like I was having a night in college when I consumed some things that I shouldn't have, and then I was sitting there and just like had the shakes all night long, if you follow my drift. It was weird. It was a very weird, weird, dark feeling. To what? answer your question, I yeah, think I've seen please. the original Willy Wonka probably like five times. Five times. I thought that every kid has seen it at least a dozen times because your parents set your ass in front of the... Oh, I saw it probably a handful of times as a kid, but at I've only school. seen it like once since then. But they fired up at school, right? Like you had, you saw it a couple of times in fifth grade and no? I don't... Maybe once or twice in school, but not anyway, that, that often. I feel like that's the movie that I've seen the most that I also don't need another remake of because they made the remake... I feel like I'm a pseudo expert on the first one. How much you know about the first one? You think between the two of us, we could name all five kids that got the golden ticket? Let's try it. What the hell? It's Saturday night. Or it's Binkin night. Um, I don't know what night it is. What is it? Wednesday? Wednesday. <laughs> Feels man. about right. Close <laughs> to Saturday. Um, Charlie. Charlie Bucket, who had a very questionable living situation. I'm not talking about his demographic. I'm talking about his grandparents. What the hell is going on there? Remember that? Grandpa Joe and Grandma Joe. and Grandpa Joe's pulling a con. Yeah. Can't trust Grandpa Joe. No, Grandpa Joe. The second things get good, who jumps out of bed? They're like, Grandpa Joe's been laying in bed for 40 years. All creaky. And then who were the other ones? Grandma and Grandpa George, George and Georgina, whatever their names were. Yo, they no got idea. Some, they got some freaky deaky stuff going on. You guys couldn't have Craigslisted and found a separate bed? Weird. Weird stuff going on there. But anyway, so you had Charlie. Who was the... Um, What's the girl's name? Isn't it Violet? Violet. And then you also had Veruca, Violet and Veruca. You're shaking your head like these people don't exist. I have no idea. Veruca is the one who had the um the jerk or the rich dad. I want a golden goose and I want it now. Veronica? Veruca. Veruca? Yes. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> now you're like making me question myself. Not Veronica. I used to date a girl named Veronica. Uh, you were right. I was wrong. Yeah, Veruca. Veruca. Um, Veruca, Violet. Oh, Mike TV. Who's the, the larger fellow that got stuck in the um, in the tube? What was that guy's name? Augustus Gloop. Augustus Gloop. Is that everybody? We did it. How about us? Good job. Yeah, one, two, three, four, five. How about that? But, I mean, I'll probably see it. I'm only curious to see if the remake of the remake is better than the last one because the last one was awful, awful weird. But the original was a classic. I would say that's the movie that I've seen probably more frequently than any other. That or Fight Club. I've probably seen Fight Club 15 times. Oh, no, no, no. Another one just came to mind. Um, oh, damn. Hello. My name is Aniga Montoya. You killed Princess me. Bride? Princess Bride, yeah. I've seen it so many times, I can't even remember the name of the movie. R-O-U-S's. That's a great movie. That is a great movie. The Princess Bride. I read that book, too. I honestly can't say too often that I've both read the book and seen the movie. But I think in school they made us read. It was called Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Anyway, don't worry. We'll get back into the sports on the other side because I've got some thoughts on the Kansas City Chiefs. We were asking earlier, do they need Tyron Matthew? I've got the crystal clear answer for you, and I'll tell you what it is coming up next right here. Bank at Night, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 
Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. What's going on? Good Wednesday evening to you. Grant and Sean here. 610 Sports Radio. In for Binkley. I'm going to come out to the phone lines here in just a second. Hit me up if you want to. 913-576-7610. I was bitching about that Westport Triangle that I almost crashed my car every single day when I go home. From the 816, another good idea. Let's put the Salvi splash sign there. Actually, you know what? That probably should go... It needs to go somewhere that people can walk close to it enough to take pictures and selfies. And you don't want people to stop traffic right there to do that. Cause it's already dangerous enough. So maybe we just need to, you know, where the city of fountains are there, put a fountain there. Hell put a hot tub there. I don't care what you put there, put a pond with koi fish. Just get rid of it. It's brutal. It's unbelievable. I was saying that the Rams aren't homegrown. Then somebody from the six, six zero pointed out Cooper cup, cam Akers, Robert Woods, touche, six, six, zero, touche. From the 816, if they make Forrest Gump, we're going to have problems. Did they not make a Gump too? Or is that the Sandlot? I know they made a Sandlot too. I'm almost sure. What are you talking about, man? I do not. They did not make a Forrest Gump too. Did they make a Sandlot too? They definitely made a Sandlot too. Okay. Well, you sound very confident. You sound like you know what you're talking about. I think that they made like a straight to Blockbuster at the time, Forrest Gump too. Or Forrest Gump 2, they were in talks. See what, see what it is. There was something about Forrest Gump 2. Or maybe people just wanted it. Wanted it. There's nothing. Have you ever seen The Sandlot 2? Terrible movie. So it appears that there is a second Forrest Gump novel. It's called Gump & Co. Yeah, Gump & Co. But there's never been a movie. Maybe a script is out there. but I think Gump & Co. might have been. What was the original book? that they based Forrest Gump after. I want to say that was Gump and Co., if, if I'm correct. The 1986 novel Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump. That would make more sense. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go out to uh, the phone lines. Brandon wants to talk about movies. What's up, Brandon? Yo, man. Hey, Yo. bro. What's up? I think that you're missing your whiffing big time. I'm hey, sure. I think, I think, I know you, bro. I, 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 I heard you multiple years I think that you've seen the movie Predator with Arnold Schwarzenegger over 10 times. Every time that comes on FX, I guarantee you, you stop and you watch at least 15 minutes of that every time. And then one other one other movie in that same vein, a different character, 
uh, Rocky Four, bro. Yes. Rocky Four. But, I know you've seen both. No, I'm not denying it, Brandon. You're right. I have seen those movies, but I'm talking about the whole movie. The whole movie. I've seen I've seen Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory from the very beginning, the opening scene, to the very end when it gets weird and, you know, he gets in that elevator thing and flies off. When it comes to all these other movies, like Napoleon Dynamite, for example, I was talking about this the other day. When it comes to seeing it in full, I've never seen it in full. When it comes to seeing bits and pieces, a million times. Major League, every time it comes on. I don't have to sit in and watch the whole thing every single time. Princess Bride, I do. If the Princess Bride comes on, which it does frequently, I need to go back to the beginning. I'll go to Hulu and say, start over. I ain't watching that thing from when they go in that creepy-ass forest with the R-O-U-S's, rodents of unusual size. What's the matter with you? Remember how you called her Veronica when I was talking about Veruca Salt? Remember that? I was thinking about why I broke up with that girl Veronica during the break. Bro, I've had some shallow breakups in my life. She had like a, a problem doing laundry. She didn't understand how to do her laundry. And I tried to tell her. I tried to do it for her. It's not that she didn't do her laundry frequently enough, lovely Veronica. It's that whatever she did, her clothes always smelled, smelled musky. And I couldn't be with a girl that smells musky. I don't care if she's a supermodel. If you smell musky, you're disgusting. And she, like, had a problem with, I don't know. She needed to put in one of those Tide Pods or something. I tried to do it for her. They were just, like, sunk into her. I don't know. So I had to break up with her. She was super hot, but that was it. Um, I once broke up with a girl named Caitlin because <laughs> I'm allergic to cats. And I used to ask her if she could, like, kindly... When I slept over at her house, if she could keep her cat outside, like not outside the house or anything, just outside the room, and she wanted, she thought I was playing, and then I wake up with that damn cat on me, so I uh, I had to break up with her too. Oh, and Tanya, that was another shallow one. I ain't gonna lie to you guys, I straight up broke up with her because I couldn't see myself with a girl named Tanya the rest of my life. That's gotta be <laughs> that's gotta be the most shallow. That was a difficult conversation to have. I'm, I'm a different guy now. I love my girlfriend. We're trying to start a family and all these different things. I'm a new guy. But, like, back then, yeah, I did some some things that I don't like to speak of. Um, we, were talking about, uh, we were talking about movies. If we could transition real quick to TV shows. You know it's a wildly underrated TV show. And we'll get back to the Super Bowl talk here in just a second. What do you all know about the Goldbergs? I don't think that there's too many shows that I've seen every single episode of. Seinfeld, Coach, I love that show. Whenever I play hooky from school, Coach, Andy Griffith Show, Price is Right, old school. Pet Spade, Neutered, and all that crap, Plinko. But, yeah, I love Coach. Uh, my name is Earl. I think I've seen every episode. Anyway, uh, you want to talk about football? I guess we'll go back out to the phone lines. Pratt is on 610 Sports Radio. What's up, Pratt? Hey, uh, how are you? Good, man. What's going on? Uh, I was uh, I watched last two Super Bowls. We all did. And that is a common theme, right? I mean, uh, last two Super Bowls, it looked like, you know, those those teams had a good pass rushing, uh, won the Super Bowl. I mean, it happened to us. And, uh, you know, this past Sunday, it happened to Bengals. Uh, my question is, since I don't think so, Frank Clark will be staying here, or we might have to adjust his contract. 
So how are we going to address that uh, pass rushing problem with our limited cap space? I don't know if you saw Dante Fowler is available. I don't know if the Chiefs are going to be able to afford him. Thanks for the phone call, Pratt. I appreciate you listening. Appreciate you calling in, bro. Um, well, you would think that they're going to not just get compensatory picks, but have a little bit of extra money available depending on what happens. So we don't need to dive too deep into the minutia, but they will get compensation for Tyron Matthew, for Frank Clark, if those guys end up in different uniforms. So that's good. As far as the money that's available and what they should do with it, I don't know if this is going to be a very popular opinion. And we can keep talking about this on the other side. I think that they should not spend a lot of money on the pass rush, even though they really need it. Maybe you try to bring back Melvin Ingram on the cheap. Like Melvin Ingram was an afterthought. Well, they trade from a six round draft pick. They thought that maybe he could be there for a couple of games and maybe get a couple of sacks. He ended up being a crucial part of this defense. If you're just talking about actual impact and not paycheck or expectations or any of that stuff, he was better than Frank Clark his time here. Hell, he might have been more productive in his 10 games in a Chiefs uniform, whatever it was, and Frank Clark was in three years, if we're just calling it what it is. But unless Frank Clark is willing to completely restructure a la Sammy Watkins a couple of years ago. I remember making those comparisons and thinking at some point I'm going to be proven wrong because the Chiefs have to be right. Brett Feach has to be right. People that know a whole lot more about these things have to be right about Frank Clark. He can't be that guy that I saw at the beginning of his Chiefs career a few years ago that we all made excuses for. And then we heard about a stomach issue, then a leg issue, then an arm issue, then a personal issue. (laughs) There's... What about getting sacks, dude? What about being consistent? What about getting to the quarterback? What about showing up when the game matters the most? Kind of like with Sammy Watkins. If you're making $20 million a year, I'm going to hold you accountable to that. Just like any of us at work. If you come in and fill in for Binkley twice a week and you suck, well, whatever, you know, like it's what you do. If you're here five days a week, you get paid more money. You got to do better. (laughs) So in the case of Frank Clark, honestly, What was the difference now that we can look, probably look back in hindsight, if you will, in the career of Frank Clark versus the career of Sammy Watkins? What was the difference? Nothing. For a minute, we pretended like the Chiefs needed that guy. When he first came over in free agency, or trade as it was in the case of Frank Clark, remember the Chiefs gave up a first-round draft pick as part of that deal. We were pretty excited, thinking that, oh, now that it's a change of scenery and you play with this team in this locker room, We'll give you $20 million for your services. And then we watched them. And I don't think it took very long, if people are being honest, to watch Frank Clark or to watch Sammy Watkins and to go, these dudes, they're not like producing the way that I thought they were going to. And now they're under contract for the next couple of years. So we better figure something out. Remember what happened with Sammy Watkins at the end of that thing? It was, look, dog, you say you want to stay here. You say you like the scenario. Your family loves Kansas City. You want the ring. Here's the deal. And this is going to be a one-sided conversation. You're due to make $20 million. I got seven. I got five plus incentives, which you're never going to hit because you're never on the field. Do you really want to stay here now? Yeah, cool. Okay, here, sign on the dotted line. In the case of Frank Clark, if they're willing to have that conversation back and forth, then I'm cool with keeping him if we're talking about like five, seven million bucks. But anything outside of that, here's what they need to do with the pass rush. I'll tell you on the other side. That's called foreshadowing, Grant. This is Bank at Night. This is 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. 
This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I was uh, at the doctor the other day. Getting a refill for the old Adderall, if you're curious. And um, I haven't picked up a magazine in years. Apparently, they still have those at the doctor's office. And at first, I thought, nah, it's disgusting. I'm not going to touch it. COVID and germs and the doctor's office, gross, you know. Remember highlights when you were a kid? Remember those magazines? Um, but literally, as somebody else put the magazine down, one of the, I don't know who it was, employees came and put like a brand new sleeve around it so i thought oh these things are perfectly clean brand new i'll I'll check it out so i open up the magazine and i'm reading an article that says 73 percent of people hated their first job and then i went on to read some of the first jobs that these people had and it was like well of course you hated your first job your first job sucked what was your first job uh i worked at mcdonald's okay in high school a classic first job like two years ish. two years did you work your way up from fry guy to uh, window guy? Not because I was in high school and I just wanted the money just so for mess around on the weekends. What was your job? Were you back at the house? I was in the kitchen. You were a kitchen. You were a cook. So I did the I did the burgers and then eventually I started making sandwiches and stuff. Oh, you work your way up from the burgers. How about that? See, I'm not messing around here, and I don't disrespect any job out there. I'm being dead serious. My dad told me a long time ago. I remember when I was a kid, I was, like, making fun of somebody. My dad's like, yo, don't make fun of anybody that works. It doesn't matter what they do. And so I literally don't care what you do. Good for you. I pat you on the back no matter what you do. McDonald's, compared to other jobs that seem like they're, or I guess quantified as being more important or higher paying or whatever, Seems somewhat stressful. Like, I see that the person that's taking my order at the window that's also giving me the stuff, you really need to multitask. Like, you really have to be able to do a lot of different things. I worked at, it wasn't my first job, but it was one of my jobs. I worked at a Taco Bell Express, bro. I worked at a Taco Bell Express. Any of you guys from Overland Park remember, I think the gas station's still there. I don't know what it's called now. 127th and... Antioch, 
when it first opened, now it's a liquor store. It's a gas station slash liquor store. I think it's like a Zips. But it used to be originally a Taco Bell Express. And me and my buddy Brian worked there. Man, like it's all fun and games when all you're doing is sitting around and, you know, eating free gorditas and those cinnamon things that are still incredible to this day. I can't eat Taco Bell, but those cinnamon things are still good. Until you get 50 people in line, construction workers that are all in a huge hurry, that are all pissed off and hungry, and all of a sudden it's not as fun and it's a lot of pressure. So anyway, yeah, 73% of people said that they uh, that they hated their first job. What was your first job? Text me, 913-576-7610, and let me know if you loved it or hated it. My very first job, I was a bagger at Schnucks, and my boss Hated me. Absolutely hated me. And it wasn't because of my bagging skills. They were great. Never put the eggs on the bottom. Always understood the bread was on the top. I could double bag. I made my walls with the cereal and everything. Like, I, I thought I was a, a pretty good bagger. But I was also a huge smart ass. My parents, my dad made me get a job when I was like 14 years old. I don't know how old you have to be now to be in the workforce. I think it's still 14. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. But I was 14 years old. Didn't want to be there. Rode my bike down to Schnooks. Downhill was fine. Uphill was a pain. And the whole time I was there, they told me, they're like, hey, just bag the groceries and don't converse with the customers. Yeah, right. You don't think I'm flirting? You don't think that I'm talking to, you know, some of the single moms when I'm double bagging, taking their carts out for them? Come on, trying to get a little tip? For those of you with a dirty mind for what I just said, get your head out of the gutter. I wanted like three bucks. That's all they wanted, all right? 913-576-7610. But 73% of people, according to said magazine that I was reading, hated their first job. Back to the sports. The question was asked right before we went to break, what are the Chiefs going to do with their pass rush? Do they need Frank Clark? Well, okay, let's talk about their free agents before we talk about the solutions. Obviously, in the case of Tyron Matthew, we're going to figure out probably sooner rather than later what his future is here in Kansas City. It's weird because if you would have asked me at the beginning of the year, before this whole thing played out, what I wanted for the future of Tyron Matthew, I would have said lock him up. Keep him in Chiefs uniform the rest of his career. Give him one more three-year contract. Overpay a little bit because you need him. And then after kind of seeing it play out, the playoffs particularly, he was injured a little bit as the season went along. Wasn't quite as effective. The defense as a whole was inconsistent at best. And then a lot of the comparisons that you guys have made actually on the text line to Eric Berry have made me think a little bit. Is it a luxury or is it a need in the case of Tyron Matthew? Do you need to have him? If you don't have him next year, what else can you do? A lot of people are saying, well, can't you just move Snead, kind of that safety slash cornerback slash linebacker role? I don't know if it's quite that easy. Athletically, can he do it? Probably. Being the guy that calls the plays and plays all those different positions and drops back and single coverage and plays one side of the field and sometimes rushes the quarterback off the edge, I think that takes a very unique player. Like Tyron Matthew, say what you will about the dude. If he's getting a little bit old, a little bit slow, whatever. He is one of the more unique defensive players in the history of the National Football League. If you look at his tackles, if you look at his interceptions. I mean, early on in his career, the guy was a punt return. Remember that? For the Arizona Cardinals? He was a special teams player for a long time. So Tyron Matthew is a very unique football player. Is he in need at this point? I don't know. In the case of Frank Clark, we've kind of covered that. If you're willing to take a whole lot less money, I mean, let's just call it what it is. Just like any of us at our jobs, 
If you're great, you get a raise or at least you get a pat on the back and a nice contract like Frank Arcardi has. But if you don't live up to your expectations, even if you're under contract at some point, the boss or the general manager is going to come to you and say, hey, bro, you're in sales and you haven't sold anything for four months. Like all you do is come in here and put your feet up on the desk and play solitaire and we pay you. You're not doing anything. So the conversation was going to happen. So for Frank Clark, I, I'm good. I've been good the whole time. Like, even if he's willing to take $5 million, I, if he's willing to take a million dollars, I hope he does it somewhere else. I'm just going to – that's how I feel about him. You don't need him in your locker room. You don't need him on your defense. You don't need him not on the field. Inconsistent. Overpaid. Kind of a pain in the ass. Don't need him. Traverius Ward. I mean, honestly, I could make a case that you need Charverius Ward more than you need Frank Clark at this point, based on the secondary and based on the fact that, yeah, the Chiefs need a pass rush. Is Frank Clark uh, the guy that provides it? I would say if we're talking about free agents that provide pass rush that the Chiefs need to bring back, I would say bring back Melvin Ingram over Frank Clark. It's a weird scenario because when the Chiefs got Frank Clark, they traded away a first-round pick and were happy to pay upwards of $20 million a year for a guy coming off a double-digit sack season. When the Chiefs got Melvin Ingram, it was like, wait, he's still in the league? Here, take a very low-round draft pick. Give us him for half the year. We'll give him a couple of million bucks. That's how they got here. What happened once they actually played? You guys watched the Chiefs like I did. Who was the more impactful player on defense? Who got to the quarterback more? Who was more consistent? Melvin Ingram for his million, two million bucks, or Frank Clark for his 20? So I'm good on that. So here's what I would do. I'd say bye-bye to Frank Clark. I'd say, no matter what, no matter what, if he says I'll play for $12 an hour plus tips, I'd say, nah, dude, we're good. Go do that somewhere else. And the case of Charverius Ward, that's a bit of a uh, Demarcus Robinson type move, in my opinion, where it's not going to be wildly expensive and you could probably use him and his services as much as any other team in the league. So I could see them keeping him around, at least on like a one-year contract. In the case of Tyron Matthew, I'm not willing to pay a guy that's north of 30 now. I don't think so. Unless he said, I love it here in Kansas City and I'll play for like five million bucks a year. Give him a three-year, $15 million contract, whatever. Retire as a chief. But that's not going to happen. He's going to end up somewhere else. Somebody's going to overpay him. And maybe I'll be proven wrong. Maybe he'll turn around another defense. I doubt it, though. As far as the pass rush goes, because that's what the caller was asking about, build it through the draft. Build it through the draft. Stop overpaying, guys. In the case of Frank Clark, if you want to talk about the worst contracts that the Chiefs have ever handed out, and I've been watching this team now for 30 years. There have been some bad ones. I'm not talking about bad draft picks. I'm talking about bad contracts. Whether it was, like, think about the Dwayne Bowe contract. Didn't work out great. Think about the Eric Berry contract. Didn't work out great. Think about the Justin Houston contract. Some of that, again, ended up being due to injury. Now think about the Justin Houston contract compared to the Frank Clark contract. <laughs> Remember we were complaining? Oh, he's not on the field that often. Oh, he's not worth the... Remember he was the $100 million man, Justin Houston? Looking back on it, actual impact, helping the team win, being a likable character, Justin Houston was... That dude. So don't overpay for pass rush. You've already got a guy in Chris Jones 
that you're paying 20 million bucks. Go out there and find the next Nick Bolton. Much easier said than done. I get it. I get it. Take five stabs at it. (laughs) You're going to get extra compensatory picks this year. You're going to have a Bolton load of draft picks. Go out there and try to find that guy. It's not like he was a first-round pick. It's not like everybody was eyeballing him. It's not like the Chiefs playing on him being an impact player right away. And I would say that he was the best player on the defense last year. So if you can get a rookie that has that kind of impact that you're paying pennies on the dollar, doesn't it make more sense to go out there and spend a bunch of draft picks to try to find that next guy instead of try to do it the way you got Frank Clark, trade away a first-round pick, pay upwards of $20 million, guarantee him a few years on the team? Or Chris Jones? Remember, the talk was all the way up until the day that he had to get the contract. It was, is he going to get it? Is he not? Is he going to? Oh, my gosh, is he going to sit out? He kind of did the year before. And then the Chiefs, I don't want to say caved, but in hindsight, would they like to have that $20 million back? I love Chris Jones. Don't misconstrue what I'm saying. But in this offseason, if you could have the available money from Chris Jones, Tyron Matthew, and Frank Clark and completely revamp that defense, doesn't that sound pretty good? It's one thing to go out there and buy something, and then you take it home, and it's okay. It's all right. But after a while, you kind of have buyer's remorse. You're like, I'd rather have the cash. I feel like that's where the Chiefs are. Let's keep talking about it on the other side. Grant and Sean in for Bink, 610 Sports Radio. This is Bink at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You see this text from the 660 that's like, oh, did you forget you were going to talk about the Chiefs defensive line? No, I didn't forget. I remembered that I like storytelling and entertaining and talking about movies and TV shows and pop culture and, yeah, sports. They do call me a sports machine. It is 610 Sports Radio. But when we talk about the Chiefs defensive line, we can talk more about it tonight or tomorrow, next week, next month. Three months from now. So, yeah, we'll talk about it, but having a little bit of fun. Talking about first jobs here. Apparently, 73% of people hated their first job. Grant worked at McDonald's. I worked at Schnucks. What did you do when you quit McDonald's? What did you move on to? Burger King? I went to college. Oh, good for this you. This is a job I worked up all the way until I went to school. Did you work in school during college? Yeah, yeah. I, at one point, I had like three different jobs yeah, me in too. college. Yeah, me too. Trying to think of my favorite college job. It was my I, first radio job in college. Oh, good for it's you. It's a sports radio station there. So did I. I, uh, I was a sports director for KJHK in Lawrence. 90.7 KJHK Lawrence. The sound alternative. They hated me, bro. Because I was real gung-ho. I want to do this for my career. I hope this guy's listening. Tom Johnson was the dude's name. You're just going to name check these people? Yeah, screw them. This guy was such a jerk, man. I'd go in there literally as like a gung-ho 20-whatever-year-old kid that I was at the time wanting to get into radio, and all this dude would do is just like shut down every idea that I had, and it was the sound alternative, so it was a bunch of hippies. It was a bunch of like, you know, 
alternative type kids, which are generally the same. They think they're different, but they all get together. They're all the same. And, you know, they don't like any music that anybody's ever heard of. They loved Imagine Dragons until you heard of them, Grant. Then it was like, ah, bro, you're a sellout. You hear this band. So they didn't like sports. I was in school in 2008. I'm not lying when I tell you this. KU had just won the national championship in basketball, and I was the sports director, and I felt like it was important. I was in San Antonio where they won, and I felt like it was important to call in live. It was like my duty to call in the student radio station and do like a segment. I called in, and whoever the DJ was picked up, ring, ring, all awkward. Hello? I go, hey, this is, and I, I was the sports machine even back then. I go, hey, it's a sports machine. He goes, what's that mean? And I'm like, it's Sean Levine. I'm the uh, sports director. KU just won the national championship. He goes, hang on. I'm like, all right. There's a confetti falling on me and stuff. He comes back. He goes, KU did what? I'm like, how are you a student at KU? They're playing the national championship. And your ass is on the radio unaware of it. What is going on in your world? What is going on in your world that you somehow didn't know that? So, yeah, student radio was, at least at KU, it was, it, it was weird. I don't know if you enjoyed yourself, but uh, we'll get back into that conversation. Let's get back into the Kansas City Chiefs where we were talking about the pass rush. Getting a lot of text about Frank Clark from the 816. He has zero ability to get by tackles, no swim moves. I agree with you there. And then somebody from the 913 said, no, getting Frank Clark wasn't a bad move because he got us a ring. That is such a defeatist attitude. Can you imagine being Frank Clark once you finally retire and then you walk around on the top of your resume? It says, I played in a couple of Super Bowls and I won one. Oh, and by the way, it was like the year that I got there. So they really needed me. I was the difference maker. He, he can tell people that. That's, I guess, what his resume says. You guys have watched him though, right? Because when he came over from Seattle, I remember I was doing afternoons. Me, BK, CDOT. I'm just going to be real with you guys. And it came down the pipeline. We were doing our prep for the show in our little office. And they said, the Chiefs got Frank Clark. And I said, who? Who? Frank Clark? They're like, yo, from Seattle? I said, the comedian? No, the defensive player. So I went and did a little bit of research. Wasn't overwhelmed. Don't think he ever had double-digit sacks. I think he was coming off like a a nine-and-a-half sack season. He was on the field most of the time, so I thought, okay, he's going to be healthy. And then he brought on John Clayton. And John Clayton's based in Seattle. You guys remember John Clayton? Greatest ESPN Sports Center commercial of all time. And we asked him about Frank Clark. And he was just waxing poetic about your guys are going to love this guy. And you're going to love his personality. And you're going to love his motor. And you're going to love all these different things. So I took John Clayton's word for it. He watched him play. He knew a lot more than I did. Then I watched a game or two and I thought, eh, give it time. Then I watched three or four games and I thought, eh, just give it time. New city, new scheme. It's going to take a while. And then I started hearing excuses. Then I came on the radio and started talking smack. And then people came back at me and said, oh, you're being too harsh on this guy. So I backed off a little bit. Then he kept sucking. Then I got louder. And then a year went by. And the Chiefs ultimately end up winning the Super Bowl. And I think that Frank Clark, you know, he's at the parade doing all these different things. And then textures like that one that I just got are sold this bill of goods. This fool's gold. Well, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl because of Frank Clark. 
or largely because of Frank Clark, or Frank Clark had an impact. The Chiefs, let's, the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in spite of Frank Clark. You guys saw his impact. I don't know if they won the Super Bowl in spite of Frank Clark. Do you Clark. think that if Frank Clark wasn't there, the Chiefs wouldn't have had a Super Bowl parade? I Do you th- think he was one of those type of players that was so important? I think Frank Clark was a plus, maybe a plus-plus player for the Chiefs. Do you think? I mean, he was a net positive very clearly that first year in Kansas City. Do you think they would have gotten back to another Super Bowl without Frank Clark? Or if they just would have said, all right, we saw you in one year. We're good. We're going to cut bait. Here's your money. Get the hell out of here. The I, next year. You saw. Give me his numbers. Year, Pull no, up his numbers. I have the I numbers right Give here. Me. Give them to me. His first year, the year before when he was in Give Seattle, he had 13 sacks. Okay. It wasn't coming off a nine-sack okay, okay, okay. First Fair year enough. in Seattle. I've been wrong before. First year in KC, he had eight sacks the first year. And remember. He had a good year, eight sacks in 14 hold on, games. Hold on, Four of those sacks came in, I want to say, the last five games of the regular season. So He got hot at the right time. No, he was inconsistent. He had five postseason sacks. He's making $20 million, and we're going to, okay. You know what you're doing? He had five postseason no, sacks. No, Look, I, a, I think there's legit criticism to be had. If you want to be his lawyer, there's precedence for this. And you know what this defense is called that you're doing right now, Grant? It's called the Sammy Watkins defense. What about when the playoffs came around? I'm saying it, it matters though, doesn't it? Yeah. Sammy Watkins had some big plays in that Super Bowl. Yeah, so you're going to pay him 20 million bucks because yeah, Frank Clark so maybe got five sacks always, in the playoffs. So they weren't. I'm not saying you should pay him now, but I'm saying he was definitely a positive player in the Super Bowl run. Okay, fine. But that's kind of, that text. Well, we won the Super Bowl and we got Frank Clark, so it was a good move. That's such short sighted thing. You know what that is? That's the person that puts their house on the market, and somebody comes along and goes. I'll give you a cash offer right now, 250 grand. And that person's like, damn, I only paid 150 grand. And they'll give me the cash right now, $100,000 profit. Cool. They sell it and they do a little bit more research and they find out their house is worth $2 million. Good job, dumbass. Yeah, but there's a difference between the move was no, bad no, no, to that sign him. No, walking and around that night buying a steak dinner because they so made $100,000. You think signing Frank Clark in 2018 was a bad move? In hindsight, absolutely. No way! Are you nuts? Are you drunk? I wouldn't sign him I wouldn't sign him again for unless the money's right for the future. 913-576-7610. That was a good move. In hindsight, so... In t- hindsight, it was even a better move. To sign Frank Clark? Yeah. Bro, where do you get your weed? I need to talk you to that guy. You what didn't are you talking always, about? You didn't always see him in week five. <laughs> but You can look back the last few years and say that the Frank Clark signing was a good one? I think it was a good signing. Yeah. Maybe it wasn't gangbusters or anything. It wasn't the best move of all time. But it was Dude, a net positive move for the organization. I constantly feel different than my producers. I've never been on a bigger divide. Are you crazy? Are you freaking nuts? Grab that phone line. I want to see what the people think about this. What are you talking about? I can't tell if you're joking or not. If you could jump in your hot tub time machine and go back three off seasons ago when the Chiefs decided to sign Frank Clark, you'd do it again? Damn, you're stubborn dog. Would you do the same thing with Sammy Watkins? After seeing him make $20 million a year for a couple of years and find the end zone a combined... Four times or whatever it was, three of them in one game. No, no, we need that guy. I'm cool with that. Would you repay Alex Gordon? Yeah, no, let's just give him $90 million, whatever it was. I mean, the guy did win a platinum glove. Did you not see him out in the field? Did you not see him hit 205? What are you talking about with Frank Clark? Are you joking? Let's go out to the phone lines. You got me all hot and bothered. Brandon's in Independence. What's up, Brandon? 
Machine, yo. machine, yo, machine, what up? What up, dude? Hey, 90% of the time, I got your back, bro. Am you I wrong? I mean? No, no, you're you're not completely wrong. But hear me out before you hang up on me. Okay. Right? Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hear, hear me out. And uh, who who is the gentleman that you were talking? Who, who's who's producing the show? Grant Grant Nicholson. Okay, I'm on side with Grant. You know, I'm on side with him. What was was it was it a excellent signing? No. Was it a terrible signing? No. It was a good sign. You know, like uh, like and. Uh, I would bring him back on a low, low, low end contract. If wow. He, if, 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 he, if he wants to ball with us, let him ball with us. Oh, my. You know what I mean? I cannot believe that there's other people. Bro. <sighs> what, is um, he, what has he done, though? Tangibly, what can you point to and say this his, is his, why we need him? Listen, okay, okay. I got you. I'll, I'll hear you out. I got you. His only, his only um, um, good, good. Uh, Moment? Man, yeah, it was 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 the postseason. Whenever he got us a ring, and you know what? If, if that if that's what it takes, so be it. I'm not going to bring him back on a huge ass on a, on a big old contract. Brandon, he didn't get us a ring. He did not get us a ring. He got us a. I love Josh Klingler, so I don't want you guys to take this the wrong way. I like he's probably my favorite guy that works. If they win the Super Bowl and he gets a ring and anybody says, thank God for Klingler for helping us get the ring, I'm going to smack him. You're going to get one of these sharp elbows. Stop! Anybody that says, oh, well, we wouldn't have won a Super Bowl without Sammy Watkins because he did that one play or had that one game. What? Even if these dudes weren't making 20 million bucks at the time, and that makes it much more difficult, even if they were making a third of that, 7 million bucks, are there really other people out there that agree with Grant? Are there really other people that feel that way? 913-576-7610. Like, if there are levels to a contract, Grant, that are either, if good is the baseline, and then it could be great, or it could be bad, and then it could be the very top of it's like excellent, or it's awful, this contract was bad. It's a bad contract. Anyway, let's keep talking about this. John, I'm coming to you. I got a phone line free, 913-576-7610. Now I'm pissed. And a piss me is a good me for the final hour right here on 610 Sports Radio. This is Bank at Night on your home for Royals baseball and the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. 
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 